So in this episode, I'm going to show you what most people get wrong with trying to heal anxiety and what you can do differently instead. And I'm also going to share with you my ultimate mindset secret, which will change your life forever. It's a big promise, isn't it? But I promise you, it's a very powerful mindset. And it's at the end of this episode. So make sure you keep listening. Hi, I'm Paul Shepard and welcome to the Mindset Change Podcast. I'm on a mission to help you transform your mindset so you can change your life. And just to note, I'm also an ex-anxiety sufferer who has coached thousands of people like you to feel less anxious and more empowered. So let's jump into these five secrets and what most people are getting wrong about anxiety, which keeps it hanging around like a bad smell. Now, I made all of these mistakes, hence being able to talk about it here. It's something that I see on a regular basis with my clients too. They've usually done every type of therapy, they've tried every approach, and they still can't get rid of their anxiety. Which brings me to number one, that you're naturally trying to get rid of it. Huh? Well, your resistance, your fear, your hate of it, trying to distract yourself from it, sound familiar? Well, this actually trains your brain to be super sensitive to anything anxiety related, which then turns up your anxiety levels and can easily trigger an anxiety or panic attack. I think one of the best ways to think about this is a very strange law called the backwards law by a philosopher, Alan Watts, which points out that the more you chase something, the less likely you are to get it. It's like that happiness trap, isn't it? You notice that the more you chase happiness, it just seems to elude you. Well, it's because you're getting caught up in the chase. It's hard to experience happiness if you're constantly thinking about the next thing. Learning to accept anxiety and to sit with those uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. I know it sounds counterintuitive and you might be thinking, oh, no, thank you. But I promise you, the more you learn to accept anxiety, stop trying to control it, allow yourself just to sit with those feelings, with those thoughts, the more your brain will turn down your survival response. And this leads me to mistake number two. You see anxiety as the enemy. And I get that completely. I really did see anxiety as the enemy. I felt I was the victim to anxiety. I would have done anything for it just to have been gone. And I wonder if that's what you're feeling too. You just want it gone. But what if you began to see anxiety as something else? What if you saw it as a friend? You know, I'm still lost my mind. But what if you saw it as something that could give you the most incredible gifts? So let me repeat that again. What if you could see anxiety as something that's giving you the most incredible gifts? And it could help change the way you live your life for you to experience your life more positively, more happily, more successfully. And in ways you might not be able to imagine just yet. This is what happened to me. And I wonder what 
I would have thought if someone had said to me back then, by the way, anxiety is a gift. I suspect I might have been a bit resistant, but maybe I would have opened up and just thought about it in a way which said, well, how? How could anxiety be a gift? How is it going to change my life for the better? Here's how. Anxiety is often a message from your mind and body trying to tell you that something in your life is putting too much pressure on your nervous system and it's already eroding your quality of life. Something isn't working. Something is unsustainable and it needs changing. It's annoying, but without the pain of anxiety, we probably wouldn't change very much. We would just carry on until it got to a point where we would struggle with that unsustainability, making it harder to do anything about it. So think about, are you living someone else's version of life? And maybe not living a life true to you. Do you have trapped trauma in your body in your mind that needs healing? What's your relationship with you like? What's it like with other people? Are some of your lifestyle habits making your body ill? These are powerful questions to begin to ask yourself. Because anxiety hasn't just come out of nowhere. It's built up because something isn't working in your life. And maybe there are cheap dopamine-chasing habits like alcohol, vaping, drugs, junk food, porn, gambling, maybe too much screen time. All of these can be brutal on your nervous system. Are you messing around with your bedtime and not getting enough sleep? Or are you simply still doing too much and not giving yourself the rest and recharge you need? These are the basics and anxiety will keep knocking at your door until you answer and listen and act on what it needs you to do. So how can that be your enemy? Now, I really messed up my life with some really poor lifestyle habits. That put enormous strain on my mind and body. But anxiety was my wake-up call. And it told me to sort my life out. If I hadn't listened, I don't know where I'd be right now. So I'm very, very grateful for that wake-up call. What is anxiety possibly asking of you? I would get a journal. I would ask that question. Or maybe go for a walk. And just see what comes up. Take a note of the answers. And with some radical honesty, begin to make some changes. Mistake number three. I think this can be a bit controversial for some people. But you might be over-focusing on your thoughts or on your past as a solution to healing anxiety. Let me make this really clear. I'm not sure who said it, and maybe you can let me know via the show notes. You can get in contact with me. But you cannot think your way out of a feeling problem. Anxiety is in the body. 
You get that feeling in your chest, in your neck, in your shoulders, in your stomach, tingling in your hands, might even feel pressure on the head. Trying to talk your way out of that is going to do very little. But mindfully soothing the alarm in your head, in your neck or shoulders, in your chest, in your stomach, just by putting your hand there, breathing into that part of the body, breathing slow and low, helps trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, tells the brain you're safe. You can even say to yourself, I am safe, this is just a false alarm, and soothe what you're experiencing in your body. Talk therapy, whilst useful, doesn't often address the alarm in the body. Plus, talk therapy and anxiety healing therapies, all those healing modalities available to you, won't change a thing if one of the main sources of anxiety is your lifestyle. Until you address that, anxiety simply won't heal. And that's what I keep seeing happening. If I change my thoughts, if I change my thinking, if I change the way I think about my past, my anxiety will be gone. I'm not denying that's not useful. But your body needs your help. Before I go to mistake number four, if you're enjoying this content, please hit subscribe. Even leave me a review of what you think of this content. It ensures you won't miss another episode and it would mean the world to me as it helps the show grow. So mistake number four. Have you ever wondered why you seem to be sabotaging your anxiety from getting better? Or you might not even be aware you're sabotaging it, but somehow it still seems to be there. Well, one of the reasons to focus on is that you might too subconsciously want to keep your anxiety. And I see clients often look at me very strangely when I start to propose the idea that they probably are subconsciously trying to keep their anxiety. But they're confusing this with the conscious mind, which of course wants to let it go. But the evidence is clear. They're sabotaging themselves even when they know that they could be doing something to help their anxiety, eating better, going to bed on time, they find themselves simply not doing it. It's as if something takes over them and says, let's do something else, let's be naughty, let's do our old habit, which will keep the anxiety instead. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but I was addicted to feeling hypervigilant. Why? Because A, of the buzz made me feel energized, but it also gave me a false sense of control over reality that felt very uncertain to me. I hated uncertainty. I didn't value it. I didn't see it as something that would bring adventure, new opportunities, new people, new situations, something that would help me thrive and grow. I saw uncertainty as the enemy. So I was doing my best to overly control my future, which is pretty impossible, but I gave it a good go 
in order to try and feel safe. I had to learn to let that go as part of my anxiety healing, which was liberating to say the least. So again, on a walk or in a journal, however you want to do it, list the possible reasons as to why you might want to keep it. I'll give you some thought joggers. I mean, is it protecting you from taking risks to improve your life? Like changing a job, getting a job, facing the truth about a relationship, being honest about lifestyle habits you feel addicted to and want to keep? You get the picture. There could be a variety of reasons as to why you might want to keep anxiety in your life to a degree. I mean, if it's all you've ever known, maybe a life of feeling peaceful and calm feels too alien for you to even imagine. What I would also do is get help with your subconscious programming. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that you can do this all by yourself. Get a coach, therapist or hypnotherapist who works with subconscious programs, use my Mindset Change podcast because it contains subconscious training to help you upgrade your old programs. Make this year the year where you let go of all your old rubbish and begin to create something new for yourself. You have an incredibly powerful mind. I will always champion that with you. You are incredibly powerful. And when you've put your mind to something, really put your mind to something, and you know this, you have made it happen. Mistake number five. You don't have any tools or strategies to help calm it down and help you heal. (laughs) This has been maddening for clients who have had therapy from well-meaning therapists and they're expected to be able to handle, for example, travel anxiety, toilet anxiety, social anxiety, just because they know where it comes from. They're trying to use logic and rationality. And I don't know about you, but when anxiety strikes, your rationality and logical thinking goes out the window. I remember when I had therapy, I was expected to go into social situations thinking more positively and rationally And I would just get so frustrated because no matter how I felt, I could feel very positive at the beginning. In came those thoughts that I wasn't wanted, that I wasn't good enough, that I shouldn't be there. And before I knew it, I was trying to think of ways to escape. What I hadn't been given was how to manage my autonomic nervous system. And this is something that I teach most of my clients in the first session, breathwork, tools and strategies that would help them in context with the situation that triggers anxiety. I would have loved these tools back then. I think they would have really made a difference, though I don't want the past to be any different because I'm very, very happy with where I am now. So if one thing had been any different, who knows where I'd be? So one breathwork tool I'm just going to quickly describe, for example, is I call it the double inhale because the term, the physiological side, sounds a bit clumsy in my mouth. And most people remember double inhale. And all you do is you're breathing slow and low in through the nose and out through the mouth. And you do a gentle breath into the belly. Pause. And a second breath into the chest. 
pause and then slowly blow out as if you're blowing out through a straw and repeat that five to six times. Now, if you manage to also do that for five minutes, studies show that this is one of the most powerful ways to reduce pressure on your nervous system, reducing stress, anxiety, and boosting mood. Amazing, just a five-minute exercise, even more powerful than meditation for stress and anxiety relief. But in all honesty, I love meditations, especially when they contain subconscious training because you can work with your programs on another level. But just for calming down your nervous system, the double inhale exercise is amazing to do. So practice that. Make that a commitment, a promise to yourself to do for five minutes every day. Maybe do it before you get out of bed. Wonderful thing to do. Now, I also point out to my clients that they can be taught the best tools and strategies in the world, but they won't mean a thing until they experience how well they work so they can begin to build confidence going into situations that they struggled with before. And I get to see, it's really lovely, I get to see all that feedback coming in from people saying, I'm doing this now, I'm doing that now, I've traveled here, I didn't have a toilet anxiety issue, I was able to socialize without it being an issue. Absolutely wonderful to see people getting their life back on track. Now, as I promised, I wanted to share with you what I believe is the ultimate mindset to begin to invest in for yourself. Now, I believe this would change your life in ways you can't imagine. So let me ask you, what would your life be like if you perceived every problem that you faced and I mean every problem, as something to welcome and embrace as something that's happening for your highest good. Something that will enhance your life, something that will bring opportunities you have yet to discover. Just imagine how you would deal with obstacles, fear, failure, any situation which seems to have gone as not expected. How much less anxious would you be if you knew that an uncertain future provides so much gold for you to increase your quality of life and success? Problems create uncertainty. That's what you're struggling with. So embracing uncertainty as a life giver to help you thrive and grow To see problems as the same thing creates such a reality shift, I cannot tell you. Have a think back to things that have appeared to have gone wrong in your past. And how you benefited somehow. It might have made you more resourceful. It might have made you more stronger. It might have given you a different perspective of the world. Bring them to mind to help remember that even when things go wrong, you can benefit. You will benefit. I remember recently I was doing a training run for a half marathon. And on a training run, a week before the actual uh, race event itself, I felt a big ping in my muscle on the back of my leg. 
pain, lots of pain. And that was it. I was not going to be able to enter the race. What was interesting was I felt the disappointment. I felt the frustration. I felt the anger, a little bit of fear. And then instead of focusing on the disappointment and being a victim, which had been easy to fall into, I accepted how I felt and moved on to seeking out the possible benefits from having this injury. And what I learned was I actually had weak spots in my leg muscles which needed attention. And if I hadn't got them sorted, an even bigger competition, which I've got next week, which is a high rocks uh, athletics competition, would have been at risk. I also got to connect with a whole new community and made friends through the cryotherapy centre in Brighton, where I was being treated. And from that, not only did I get opportunities, but I am now fitter and stronger from having that injury, which I could easily have spiralled into feeling really low about. How will I benefit from this? How could I benefit from this? Ask yourself these questions. And let your subconscious mind begin to seek out ways to show you those benefits, opportunities, the potential that await for you to discover. Journal about it and see what comes up from your powerful mind. Go for a walk, have a think. But I believe this is one of the most powerful mindsets to begin to invest in. Mindset growth, the power of seeing issues in your life as something to give you an advantage. Just imagine what that would do for you. I'm excited for you. I wonder what your take from this episode into your day-to-day. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, please subscribe, please leave me a review. It would be most appreciated. And more importantly though, I hope you have the most incredible day. Mm-hmm.